0: What's going on everybody? It's your boy Antoine and Daniel back with another episode of the Humble Husband Podcast. I can't even talk, I'm so excited. This is episode 10, the final episode, The you know, I guess uh, the episode finale if you will, I don't know. We call it something.
1: Finale! For- <laughs> yeah.
0: So, when we first started the podcast series, we agreed that we were going to do 10 episodes just to kind of get it going. So, if you want to hear more of what we are doing with the podcast, we need you to let us know because if not, we're going to revamp this or... You know, go back to the drawing board. But we enjoy doing this. So if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy these topics that we've covered, covered, please let us know because we enjoy doing this and we want to dive into some more uh, topics. So, today, what are we talking about today, bro? What's so awesome about this episode?
1: So, to close our big finale, Uh, We're going to really focus on marriage tonight, and we're going to talk about expectations before marriage, in marriage, um, and living out marriage with your spouse.
0: Yeah, expectations. You know, it's funny that when we talk about marriage, you know, the average you know, married couple, Christian or non-Christian could probably give you some basic marriage advice just because we hear this kind of the same themes, uh, talked about over and over, you know, communication, uh, finances, you know, even religion, you know, uh, parenting, all these things are kind of talked about, uh, from the aspect of being in agreement with your spouse. But I don't, you know, in my opinion, I don't feel like we really dive into expectations in marriage. Or false expectations in marriage And what it can do for the relationship As a whole So we're going to go talk about that a little bit And uh, we're going to kind of freestyle this thing Almost like episode 4 Where we just kind of went back and forth Uh, But for me uh, When we talk about expectations in marriage For me uh, When I got married I kind of had this idea that um, My wife would just understand everything I said Like I would just say something and she would just automatically get it. I didn't understand that she literally could take something I said differently. It it doesn't mean that I said it with the wrong tone or the wrong word choice or anything like that. I just said it and she could just take it uh, a different way. And that's something that I had to learn that the way that I grew up saying things just how I feel won't necessarily translate to her the way that I think I'm conveying it. Um, So that was an expectation that I had. I expected her to just get it like I need you to get what I'm saying right now and just understand how I'm feeling and understand when I'm happy or frustrated or or if I just need a second or whatever I just expected that versus growing into that um and uh really learning how to communicate better in that way um for you Daniel I you know you and then Lindsay have been married for a little bit now too um what are some things that you know, when you got married, you, you didn't, like, see coming as far as expectations go.
1: I think for me, I just had this kind of weird thought that... I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's in my head. <laughs> Makes so much sense. And words are not working out right now. <laughs> um, kind of like what you said. But aside from just understand what I said but understand why I said something. But just yeah. the the expectation of you should know every single little nuance about my personality, nothing is new, so if I say something weird or different, you just know why. <laughs> <laughs> and that is something that really, I was just like, what you, why is this an issue? Right. Like, wh- why don't you understand what I'm trying to tell you? It's English, like what's going on? so that was kind of weird for us i think was just not necessarily all of you know conversations but kind of the meaning behind like no i don't want to go and do anything today right but, but we always go and do something on friday well i don't want to today you know and it's just those kind of why don't you understand why i don't want to kind of little things right that was weird
0: yeah i could definitely uh, you know agree with that too um I think another thing, too, for me uh, entering into the covenant of marriage that I didn't um, understand was that because, you know, you, you're asking two people to join as one in this covenant that represents, you know, what God created through this, you know, through the gospel, Christ loves the church, all that good stuff. Um, what I didn't really get at first what I really didn't understand was that how two different people from very different backgrounds could come together and just miss each other like you know not even just at this point with what we're saying but just in general like I didn't understand that my past I was bringing every like ounce of my past and my being to this marriage and that affected conflict that uh, you know affected Regular conversations that affected big decisions, small decisions, um, just how we communicate overall. Um, And for me, that 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 took a lot of like pausing and going, okay, wait, is is the issue really the issue? And a lot of times, you have to ask yourself in the marriage, is the issue really the issue right now? Um, Because you know what you're conveying in the moment may not be what is being received. So uh, for me, that was something I really had to learn, and I think I've gotten a little bit better at it. You know, uh, like I said in past episodes, I, I I have this mentality now where I just kind of stop and think in mid-conversation. If you know, even even when we're joking around, you know, we've all been there. You know, when you're you're joking around, you're having a good time, and then somebody says something, and you see the other one, you know, as uh, to quote, love and respect uh, their spirit deflates in the conversation. You're like, wait, what just happened? Like, I thought we were having, you know, friendly banter, if you will, or we were just joking around, but now you're done with this conversation or now you're upset. What did I say? What did I do? Um, and I think a lot of it comes from, again, coming from two different backgrounds. You don't know, you know, if you say something a certain way, you don't know that your wife could based upon her background, take it a different way than, you know, than what you intended.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's really important and I've known people to have expectations that baggage does not enter the marriage and I think that gets really dangerous. Like I've had friends, you know, come and say, hey, we got into this fight and it was, you know, I I said something, you know, dumb and I shouldn't have said it, but she shouldn't be mad because we're married now and, you know, that past relationship shouldn't matter. And I think that that in, in itself, that expectation just also shouldn't happen because All those experiences shape a person, and, you know, if you're gonna enter the covenant, like you said, don't look at my notes. (laughs) Cheating. (laughs) Uh, You know, then I think that some people just need to realize your spouse might be broken, and certain things may just, they need healing, and that's kind of what you're there for. So having the expectation that the past isn't gonna creep in, I think it's really kind of uncomfortable for both parties. It can be really dangerous.
0: Yeah. So something you just said that I thought was really good and you kind of glossed over it, but I kind of want you to unpack a little bit more. Why is it important to seek healing in a marriage? Like for yourself specifically, why is that important?
1: Why to seek healing or to just understand that that needs to happen or both? Both. Okay, yeah. So um, I can speak to this from a personal aspect. I, When me and Lindsay got married, I was kind of, I think I've talked about this here before, actually, in this weird kind of, I'm ready to be married, I think I'm a man, I think I'm, you know, husband material kind of place in my mind and in my life, and now looking back on that, I was just a broken little kid, Mm. I was just... Trying to glue the pieces together, but it was like that really cheap dollar store glue, and the piece would keep falling off. <laughs> but Lindsay had the really good super glue, Ooh. and she helped put me back together. And I think that by saying that, it's my personal opinion is that there's not going to be anyone else on this earth that should know you better than your spouse. Yeah. So I think allowing yourself to really open up to your wife and say, hey. I need help with whatever this is. You know, for me, I I need help talking about my parents' situation, like, you know, what do I do? What am I feeling? How is this affecting me as a person? Like, what's going on in my mind? And I think when you let yourself do that, and you just kind of open the door to healing to start, start with your spouse, pray about it, pray about it together, and then you allow God back in. And I think that's always a really good step. Yeah. So something for you. You've you've said this word multiple times. Covenant. What is the expectation in a covenant? Why do you say covenant? What what is that? Why is that so important?
0: So when we talk about the word covenant um, versus the word contract, I've even tried to kind of eliminate the word contract when it comes to relationships. That is, I've tried to eliminate that word from my vocabulary because even in a joking manner, it uh kind of promotes this idea that at any point if i feel like i just i'm ready to go i'm ready to dip i'm throwing up the peace sign y'all can't see it but if i if at any moment i'm ready to just Deuces. end this relationship yeah this is right then i can do that and you can't be mad because this is a contract so hey you're not holding up your end of the contract i've obviously been holding up my end of the contract so there's nothing that you can say um and i'm just i'm done i'm gonna go find somebody else or whatever But this idea of a covenant says no matter what we are in this and this is a union before God and before people, we are entering into this. And there is nothing that can break this because it has been anointed by the blood of Jesus. Like there's nothing that's going to break it. So I purpose purposefully say covenant because if my mindset is not on. The aspect of the perspective of it being a covenant, then something as little as a disagreement, like a small, I wanted apple juice, but you gave me grape juice disagreement can end your marriage. And that is, it sounds hilarious, but it's, it's real y'all. Like I've, I've heard and seen marriages in on something simple like that, all because they expected the other one to understand, but in this covenant We have to seek To understand one or another And that kind of leads me uh, To this other uh, Aspect Of communication um, Daniel and I uh, A few months back we, we did a love and respect together For those of you don't uh, Who don't know what love and respect is It is a ministry by uh, Dr. Emerson Egerich um, And his wife And they Really Took Ephesians 5 And just broke it down And Um, He took that scripture and like compared it with other scriptures of the whole Bible and got this theme within marriage that is wives need love and husbands need respect. Now, both parties need both things. But when it comes to conflict and disagreements, men, we land on respect and wives, they land on love. So. He said this thing that I always think about when I hear, you know, people talking about disagreements and conflict and stuff like that. And he says that communication is, you know, awesome. You know, this is my version of it. But communication is awesome. But mutual understanding is the key, you know. And what does that mean? If we I could communicate, 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 communicate all day and say stuff and say stuff and it may fall on deaf ears. But mutual understanding is the key. I want my wife to understand what I'm saying to the fullest extent of what my heart is trying to convey and vice versa, I am to seek her heart and what she's really um, trying to say. So as you're communicating, as you are are in these um, disagreements or even if you're just talking, just, just cause you're hanging out with your with your girl, that we are seeking the heart. We have to seek the heart because we can, like I said, we communicate, communicate, communicate all day, but if it's not going past the surface level of the conversation, then it doesn't really do much. So, love, and respect, because I feel like, honestly, love, and respect, like changed my life. Like I, I realized that I was, I didn't have the language to to tell my wife, hey, I I I, I feel like, you know, in this moment you're not respecting me. Or, and for her to have the freedom to say, hey, in this moment, I don't feel like you're loving me. Uh, that really helped me. When we did love and respect, how did you, you know, what did you take away from that that really helped shift your thinking when it comes to, to marriage?
1: The word choice is a lot more important than I thought it would.
0: Oh, <laughs> why? Why is that?
1: I think the difference is... Example. Mm-hmm. I think the difference in Lindsay saying, "Hey, how do I look tonight for the date?" Before going out, <laughs> right? Saying, "Oh, babe, that looks good," or "Hey, that looks really beautiful. I really like that shirt on you." The saying in, in me the same thing, girl. You're fine. Let's go on a date. We're gonna have fun. Her, mind two different things. <laughs> <laughs> and that is just something that I really never paid attention to. And vice versa, I think, is, hey, you forgot the trash again. Or, hey, can you take out the trash on your way to work? Same thing. You didn't take the trash out. But two different, you know, how I take it. It's like, okay, girl, fine. Versus... <laughs> Oh, man, I forgot it. I didn't do it last night. Let me do it in the morning, you know. So, yeah, word choice. Word choice is extremely, extremely important. So, something you said. You mentioned that the covenant of marriage is blessed by the blood of Jesus. What did you mean by that?
0: Ah, so the covenant of marriage is blessed by the blood of Jesus. So, we talked about before that... From the beginning, God created us to be in relationship. And when you think about the Bible in that way, it kind of shifts you thinking from this, there's this checklist that I have to follow or I'm going to hell, to there's a relationship with a creator that I get to be a part of. And so God created us to be relational beings. So as the first two created beings were Adam and Eve, right? they were in communion with each other and in that they were husband and wife obviously so that was that was a a covenant that they had like we talked about before so then you know adam did what he did eve did what she did sent into the world all that stuff so we have jesus who enters the scene now who you know who saves us from you know the wrath that we have to face And we get to be you know kind of that that bridge back to God right so in that that bridge big big Jesus we get his anointing in relationships so let me break that down a little bit more as God created us in covenant I want to continue to say that word covenant because I feel like it's it's this contract always gets slipped in but this covenant word is different but God created us in covenant Jesus is called the the groom right he's called the bridegroom but the bridegroom the bride in that is us so christ comes for his bride the church that's us the church if we are supposed to be the bridegroom in that then our marriage should look like the relationship that jesus has with his church like it says in ephesians 5 so in that if we are marrying mirroring what jesus did for us on the cross then we get to walk in the anointing that he's given us. And don't be afraid of that word anointing. That That's not a bad word. That just means that we, we get all power and authority that Jesus has given to us with his Holy Spirit. Like that, that is what it looks like. It is not some weird voodoo, crazy stuff like that. Like, no, this is what God has given us freely because of his grace. And, you know, in our marriage, it's more than just getting along. It's more than just us like... Uh, let's, let's make sure we communicate good today so that way we can have happiness. Like, no, God has created us to be in communion with each other so we could change the world. And that is the gospel. When we, enter, when we bring Jesus into our relationship, we could do anything. And God wants to use marriages to showcase his love for us as his church. So yeah, man. What are your thoughts on that? Because I said a lot right there.
1: I'm just soaking it all
0: in because <laughs> that yeah. was
1: really good. <laughs> no but the reason I wanted to ask you that is because that is the expectation that no one has nowadays. Ooh. And I, I'm gonna say I'm guilty of that. When we were getting ready for marriage, my expectation was provide for the family, be good to your wife, be nice, go to church on Sundays. <laughs> and then you just said all of it which was not what I was expecting but now that was moving up five years so five years later I'm in a better spiritual place that now that is my expectation for the duration of our lives teaching our children impacting our church and our community is all of what you just said is god's expectation for us yeah and i think that that's also something else that we just don't talk about enough is god does have an expectation for marriage yeah it's not just like hey go be married love you guys no like there's a clear plan defined in the gospel christ's life we're supposed to do all of that in marriage
0: and it's funny too i don't have any like actual Statistical evidence of this But 100% I, of marriages That believe in Jesus work Yes <laughs> Yes Yes But In that We could Believe in Jesus But not believe The attributes of Jesus I feel like Or
1: live out Jesus Yes <gasps> And those are two different But things. that's
0: what I mean So we we can believe That he existed We can believe That he came onto the earth We can even believe That he's fully God fully man But when it comes to First Corinthians thirteen, like, and you know, we're talking about love and what it means to be a loving person. Oh, but I don't want to do that because I don't feel like loving today. So she's just gonna to have to take me as I am. So if I just want to sit, and chill, and not communicate today, she's gonna to have to deal with that. But I still believe in Jesus. I still believe that He died for me. I still believe in, you know, our relationship you know, as savior to, you know, person on this earth. But if I am not, like you just said, if I'm not living that out, if I'm not walking that out, uh, then I'm robbing, I'm robbing my marriage. I'm robbing my family. I'm robbing my community. I'm robbing our state, I'm robbing our world. And, you know, I say all that on purpose that, uh, back to what I was going to say before that a lot of the issues in our world stem from unhealthy marital situations like kids growing up in a uh unhealthy family dynamics so now don't get me don't get me wrong i'm not saying that you know there's not any other variable that can contribute to it what i am saying though at the basic level a lot of issues that are in this world stem from unhealthy marriages and you know we could argue and say that it's it's you know our parents fault but at the same time you know i at what point are you just going to accept the blame for yourself? At what point are you just going to say, okay, yes, my parents or my parents' parents or their parents or whoever may have kind of jacked it up. But at some point you have to take ownership of your own relationship in your marriage now and say, you know what, I'm going to change the the legacy that I'm going to leave for my kids. And, you know, for me, excuse me, specifically, I want my kids this is just a personal declaration for Antoine. I want my kids to grow up not knowing what unhealthy marriage looks like. Like, when they see unhealthy relationships, I want them to be like, dang, what's going on? Not from a judgmental aspect, but from a, an aspect that is unfamiliar. Like, I want them to be so in tune with what good relationships look like that it's not familiar when they see, uh, you know, one that's not so healthy. But in the same time, I want to equip them to know how to be there for those people so we got a few minutes left um i kind of asked you this in a in an episode before but uh on this this kind of avenue or or you know whatever you want to call it road to being better at not expecting false things of our spouses how can we do better about not bringing our own selfish false expectations into our marriage
1: I'm gonna go very cliche, um, and I'm gonna say go to the cross because I think if you're really in tune with the gospel and you're really in tune spiritually and you are driving yourself to grow closer to Christ, it is more unlikely that you'll have unhealthy expectations for your spouse or your relationship. So that's good. So what I'm saying in that, though, is very common, I think, is um, a lot of guys just expect that at some point during the week, they're going to have their due time to be alone and be stupid. Video games, football, sports, you know, whatever your little, your due time is. Right. I think that's just an expectation that most women... Are not in tune with because it's not something that they necessarily want right you know most women don't want to go and just sit alone somewhere whereas a lot of guys that's like clearing my head you know do whatever i think fill that time with something you can do with your spouse and for yourself right like something that me and lindsay do when she's not nine months pregnant is go hiking together <laughs> And in those times, it's something that we're doing together, but it's still quiet. I still get my peace of mind time. I pray while we're hiking. It's a very kind of spiritual thing for me. But at the same time, I'm I'm still spending time with my wife. Right. And so that is something that I found to kind of bridge the gap is how can I get the God in my day, myself in the day, my spouse in the day and put all those into one activity for us it's hiking so i think Hmm. find something that you get all pieces and if you're still really struggling just pray about it talk to someone about it reach out to us if you want to you know even if it's something as simple as hey every saturday i like to spend three hours playing a video game and like my wife gets really upset don't spend three hours spend like one hour and then those extra two hours something
0: else. Right. I also think inviting her into what you're doing
1: a week game
0: as well. But that's what I'm saying. So, you know, I I am going to stick with that example as we wrap up here. Um for me, I like video games, not as much as Daniel, but I still I still enjoy good video games, you know, Dang. Madden, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> i mean even call of duty you know when i was growing up halo uh, obviously for all my my halo heads listening but i like video games jasmine my wife does not like video games but she loves games so our commonality is board games we love board games because it's something that we could do together um and it's fun and we're we're both competitive so uh, we kind of get to trash talk each other in a in an environment where we're not going to get like upset um Lord give me the strength <laughs> to not throw my drink. <laughs> if you're praying, you get all three. Right, exactly. So uh one more thing I want to ask you. One more thing. How what does cause cause obviously we need due time. Like, you know, we need due time, our wives need lady time. What does healthy dude time look like?
1: I think healthy guy time, no matter what the activity, no matter what it is, I think can be anything that um, isn't going to eventually lead to a sin. Okay. So, hiking, fishing, those are normal guy things. Right. Um, but there's some other non kosher events that some people, you know, try to use as due time or whatever. Um, but for me, I try to make it something where I get something like some kind of growth out of it, whether that be. Like an actual physical, like I go and just work out for a couple of hours, and I feel good about myself, kind of thing. Um, reading the Bible, I have this little—it's like a, a, a men's companion to Christ. It's like 15 minutes with God or something. When I just want some time away, I'll—I'll I'll take that book, and that's kind of my my little quiet nuancey Go and do something.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think for me, uh, because I'm—I'm I'm a creative um you know doing this podcast is is due time for me like i enjoy hanging out with daniel and being able to uh you know talk with you guys even if you guys aren't talking back necessarily but this is fun for me and this is uh this is due time for me i also again i'm a musician so playing music recording music uh i serve on the worship team at my church so all that stuff for me re-energizes me as as a man so all those things are good. And I think what you said was was good. You know, things that, um, if I could add to it, don't lead us to sin, but lead us to God. Like help us to focus on who He is, and I think that's good. And I think when we do things in 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 that healthy way, that healthy perspective, then when we come back to our spouses and we're trying to communicate or we're trying to to live out the gospel. The, the false expectations that I once had begin to fade and I begin to fall in love even more with the person that I married instead of falling in love with the person that I wanted them to be. Um, and I think that is something that we could all work on. So I'm actually going to pray for that right now, uh, if you don't mind. Um, Lord, I just ask that you fade away all false expectations, anything that we are bringing to the marriage that takes our focus off of who you are, that takes our focus off of the mission that you've called us to as being disciples, who create disciples, who create disciples. And not just the disciples uh, outside of our home, but the disciples within our home uh, to include our kids, Lord. And I just I love you and I thank you for this opportunity to hang out as men and talk about real issues. In Jesus name. Amen. amen. Yo, episode 10. I can't believe it. Any last words for the podcast? Yes, I have two things. Two parting things. What you got? To give everyone something to think about. One,
1: like you just said, don't fall in love with who you expected your wife to be. God had an expectation for her. Help her get there. Yeah. That's one. Two, something that we, we didn't talk about, but I think it's really important is... It's okay to have intimate expectations. Talk to your spouse about it. Yes.
0: That is really good. That is really good. And if you want more on intimacy, go back to our episode on lust and listen to that because we talk about lust but we also talk about purity and all that good stuff too. So... Thank you guys for listening. Uh, like I said at the beginning, we definitely want your feedback. If you are enjoying these podcasts, let us know. If you think like they're trash, still let us know. We want to know. If you think they're... Eh, still let us know because we want to grow and get better. And we want to talk about more things. Like well uh, We don't want to just sit in a room by ourselves and come up with what to talk about. We want to get your feedback because we want to speak to issues that you're going through uh, on an everyday basis, not just... Uh, things that we think you're going through. So please hit us up. Please let us know. Uh, what's up, man? You know what I'm saying? Hit us up on IG, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, humblehusbandofficial at gmail.com is our email. Definitely email us. I do check it. Uh, so please don't think that we your your comments are going unnoticed. Please hit us up. And until next time, this is episode 10 of the Humble Husband 10. Diaz. Because I'm learning Spanish, remember? I'ma learn. Man. I'ma learn. Two tacos for you. Two... I don't know exactly how to <laughs> <laughs> Woo! But I do love breakfast tacos. Anyway, I'm I'm, I'm focused. So <laughs> this is episode 10 of the Hubble Hustle Podcast. Bye, we will see y'all <laughs> later. Peace.